Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you want to help someone who's struggling but have absolutely no idea what to say or do? We've all been there. Welcome to Profiles in Comfort, where incredible everyday people who are living through really difficult times share their stories of how those around them use the skill of comfort to help them through the valley, showing us the way to break through our own awkward zone to help those who desperately need to know we care. Hi, this is Jen Marr, host of Profiles in Comfort. Our guest today is Philip Tyler. A text received in the afternoon of November 29th, 2017, would reveal the devastating suicide of his son, Devin, and the beginning of his journey with grief and comfort. Philip shared that anyone who Devin encountered commented on his infectious smile. Devin never forgot a birthday or Christmas card, and his frequent text messages continue to shape Philip to this day, including one of the last ones he received from Devin after helping someone in need, which said, we all need that one chance, that one glimpse of support. We are all family. Life is chaos. Be kind. Philip is a crime prevention and education officer at Gonzaga University and a married father of three. His extraordinary career has included time with the County Sheriff's Office, the United States Air Force, and the Spokane NAACP. I know Philip Tyler's words will inspire you as much as they have me. Welcome, Philip, to Profiles in Comfort. I am so honored and excited that you are our very first profile. Um, I'm just so inspired by you and your story and can't wait for you to share um, these last three years of your life from a different perspective than some people might be used to hearing. And so one of the things that we love to start with is just really giving um, people an idea of being in your shoes and from your lens, how people were caring from you through these dark years, right? You know, and so I guess the first question um, I'd like to ask you is when faced with a tragic event, many people assume they know how you might react, right? Or how the person's going to react, right? But based on your experience, how might your personal reactions have surprised those around you? Well, well, good morning, and 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 thank you uh, for allowing me to be uh, your first guest. I I think this is a is a great opportunity because it, it feels like, and and we've shared this before, Jen. I'm just having that conversation with a friend, and it makes it so much easier uh, to have those discussions. To your question, um, I think for me, it was unique because most people saw me. I was active in our community. Uh, I was active in in different social circles. Uh, saw me as a professional, uh, polished, uh, dispassionate, uh, never too high, never too low uh, individual. And, and when my son um, died by suicide, they saw a man who broke down. Uh, they saw a man who, who openly uh, cried, wept uh, on video. They saw a man who allowed others to, to comfort him when, when they assumed he would never need any comforting uh, based on himself. And that allowed then me to understand how comfort then helps me to help others. And I think that reaction was, was odd to them because it wasn't characteristic. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is, I don't think any of us know how we're gonna react to such tragedies. Um, and, and for me, it opened up uh, a sense of vulnerability and comfort that I thought wasn't there for, for many years. I love that. I, I love how you are just so open to 
everything around you and and how you responded to that and then our learning about that as well right um you know and and during this time a lot of people talk about some have a hard time saying things sometimes people don't know what to do um talk about words versus actions when it came to how others cared for you how were you impacted by these the real uh, power uh, of words and actions is that um, it's okay to use your own unique words or your unique actions how you think they should be given, right? Comfort really knows no guidelines or boundaries. And what I realized was the, the, the words from those I knew dearest and closest, right, were beneficial to me. But, but, but here's the unique thing, Jen, the actions of those that I was just acquainted with or even strangers. Oh, it, it felt so much different on my heart. The impact was, was immeasurable. Uh, not, not that one was better than the other, but boy, the, the, the heartfelt impact of those that said or, or felt my pain and sorrow, those, those actions, whether it be a simple card, uh, whether it be a, a meal dropped off on our porch, uh, whether it be a phone call, uh, and we can talk about a, a really impactful phone call and, and then subsequently a card that I got. But but it was those actions of those persons you didn't assume uh, mm-hmm. would, would, would be there for you that really felt really uh, different on our heart, my wife and myself. Yeah, it's so beautiful because we do hear that sometimes people just don't act because they truly just don't know what to do, right? Yes. And I think what you're saying, which is so critical for people to understand is these actions matter and um, ongoing, right? And sometimes just not knowing what to do when people fail to act, they care, but that never gets to you, right? Um, So you shared, oh, go ahead. And I I would say the, the actions matter because they let me know that I mattered to them. And oh, that, that feeling, Jen, yeah, I get emotional thinking about it today. I know. And so it is, we just need to break through our awkwards and do something little even, right? You know, yes. um, share with us, you shared with me before, which was so impactful for me, the second phone call you got. Yeah. The, the second phone call I got after my son um, died by suicide was from uh, my congresswoman. And, and you know, it, it, it doesn't matter to, to disclose, you know, uh, her party or, or her ideology. It was the fact that she called. And that call lasted about an hour. And, and my wife described that call. It was an emotional call. Uh, um, there was crying from myself and, and, and from her. My wife described it as uh, two high school sweethearts. Because toward the end of the conversation, it sounded something like this, Jen. No, no, you hang up. No, no, Phil, you hang up. Uh, and none of us wanted to go and 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 release that bond that was created by this open, uh, this 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 caring, this comforting, this vulnerable conversation. Um, and and that phone call was so powerful. And it's a message, really, that should be told today in this hyper uh, politicized, hyper divided uh, society. That that when people are hurting. Those things don't matter. Caring and comfort matters. And that's what mattered to me uh, and, and my family uh, on that phone call. And as, as a result of that phone call, and I'll, I'll go back to, to actions, 
it was but a week later, we received an envelope in the mail. And that envelope in the mail was uniquely uh, labeled uh, because it had the seal of the United States Congress on it. Uh, and when, when we opened this gold sealed envelope, my wife and I, <clears throat> it was a wonderful carrying card signed by 12 members of the Congressional Prayer Caucus. Uh, and, and the messages that they wrote in there, personal messages, this wasn't a, 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 a typed uh, a letter. This was personal, heartfelt messages to me and my family, whom they didn't know. But that impact, Jen, was marvelous. When people say Congress doesn't get anything done, I'll tell you what they did for me <laughs> and my family. They helped heal a hurting family in those actions. Wow. You know, there's there's just so many things in what you said to unpack that, right? Um, I love what you said about doesn't matter the party because comfort cuts through it all, right? And that that's one thing that we really do need to understand. It's one of the things that can bring us back together is just to understand everybody's hurting. Mm-hmm. And and then, like you said, they took the time and they were there. Something so unexpected, people that didn't know you, a yes. gesture that was so powerful, right? Yes. And the yes. simplicity of it, right? The simplicity. It doesn't take much, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I just, that is such a beautiful <laughs> thing and, and such an important story for now, right? Um, it, it, it really is. And, yeah. I, and I'll tell you what, why it impacted and, and hit so uh, differently on my heart. Because as we talked about earlier, before I would have just compartmentalized it as a political move by people in Congress, right? But 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 once I understood because I allowed myself to be comforted, then I could release and become vulnerable and, and understand that it's important to not only to, to, to be comforted, but to allow people to comfort you. And, and I'll give you an example. January 6th, 1995 was Devin, my son's birthday. This year, my good friend called me to say, I know it's Devin's birthday and I know you're hurting, Phil. I just wanted to let you know that I'm thinking about you on his birthday. And because I had been changed, Jen, in in, in my vulnerability and my comfort, what I said to my dear friend was, I appreciate the call. But we just witnessed an insurrection at the nation's capital. Our nation is hurting. This is more important than one person. And I wouldn't have been that way, Jen, if I hadn't allowed myself to open up and be vulnerable and be comfortable. Mm-hmm. I understood that comfort applies to everyone. And on that particular day, it was more important to comfort a nation than an individual. It's so powerful. And um, it just, your whole story is so powerful and how you've allowed yourself to grow through this all. And that's just another example of recognizing now when people do something for you, you recognize your role in paying it forward because you felt that pain, right? Um, and, and that is just beautiful and powerful and shows the power of comfort that we do recognize actions. And then when we get those actions, we want to pay that forward, Um and talking about someone remembering the birthday is so important, right? Seemingly so simple, 
But how many of us really take the time to make sure we recognize um, people's birthdays after they're gone and and reach out to those that are missing them? Such a great lesson, you know. And okay, so switching gears on that, <laughs> sometimes our best lessons are when our comforting response is anything but perfect, right? Mm-hmm. And and what I love about these imperfect comfort lessons is sometimes they actually deepen our friendships, right? So um, you have a great one. Share with us your imperfect comfort response. <laughs> and, 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 you know, imperfect responses really only help us to, to have uh, teachable moments and life lessons. Uh, because I, I say that because, I foreground that because the story of the individual that called me on Devin's birthday was the same person that had this less than perfect initial response. And, and that their response was this, you know, when, when my son passed, he called, he reached out. Uh, we, we sat and had coffee and we, he was trying to comfort me and really didn't have the words or, 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 or what he really wanted to say to me, Jim. But what he did was he gave me, he's a business businessman. He gave me his business card and he started a new business. So he gave me his business card and he said, anytime you need to talk, Phil, I'm here for you. And he gave me his business card and we both went on our way. What he didn't realize, what I didn't realize either until I attempted to call him uh, one night uh, late in the evening was that his new business card only had his office number on there. And those office, that office number only worked between eight and five. Well, I was calling it about 10 p.m. when I was really in my emotions and feelings and needed someone to talk to. Uh, ultimately, we, 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 we connected again uh, during business hour, and I told him this, and he was so devastated. Uh, and I wasn't sharing it to to, to be hurtful or, or to critique him, but he instantly said, "I've got to get those business card changed." And he added his cell phone uh, number to those cards. Uh, but that that little meeting led to this deep relationship that culminated January sixth of this year in that phone call about my son's birthday. So even imperfect uh, actions of comfort can lead to uh, um, perfecting your comfort uh, later on. Well, I I really do believe that because it goes back to what you said. You have to just be vulnerable to share, right? Oh, I messed up. And 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 then you can have a much deeper conversation about it and it it deepens the relationship and the comfort you receive. It gives you something to talk about and laugh about and sometimes... You know, these these dark times need some brevity, right? Oh, indeed, indeed, yes. Yeah. Okay, Philip, we love to recognize those who have really been special through our dark times. Um, and that is what we're going to call our comfort shout out. Yes. But before we do your human comfort shout out, <laughs> you have another shout out you shared that you wanted to talk about. Tell us about Queen. Absolutely. Queen Bee is, is our rescue uh, dog. She is a Whippet Border Collie mix, and we we um, we actually fostered her prior to to adopting her. And it was six months uh, after um, the loss of Devin. And what was what was unique about Queen and her comfort was she she came from an abused home where she was really skittish and scared uh, of adult humans. Um, but when we got her, she instantly knew that I needed something different than my wife needed. So she automatically seemed to, to, to be drawn to me and, and allowed me to just hold her, pet her, caress her. She would nudge her uh, nose up to my leg and allow me to do that where my wife couldn't do that for weeks. 
for weeks on end. So the comfort of animals, and this is why it's so wonderful uh, in talking with you, because she was able to uh, allow me to pause the AWS <laughs> for comfort. Uh, and that really made a difference uh, uh, with me. And it still makes a difference to this day. She's under my feet right now. So if she barks, it's because the garbage trucks are coming around. So <laughs> Love it. go queen. Yes. Yeah. And so what, well, you know, you're preaching to the choir on dogs um, because Absolutely. it really can be such great models of what we can do. Right. So now on to your human shout out. Yeah. Uh, what a special story this is. And I just, I get the chills thinking about it when you first told me. Um, tell us about your comfort shout out. Yeah. My, my comfort shout out um, is a gentleman um, who is a dear, dear friend uh, to myself and my family. His name is Phil Martin. Um, Phil Martin and I met under unique and really tragic circumstances. Six weeks to my son's suicide. Phil lost his son uh, to suicide. His son's name was Chris Martin. And I was uh, assigned to, to bring Philip and Pamela from the airport in, in, in our city, Spokane, to Gonzaga University, uh, where his son was a student. And during that interaction, we were able to have a conversation. And that conversation started with me saying to Phil, I'm so sorry for your loss, sir and ma'am. And, and Phil spoke really simply one sentence along that drive from the airport to, to the uh, son's residence. You know, this is the worst day of my life. I wouldn't want any parent to go through this. That was the initial conversation. No more conversation for about a 25 minute drive. And then once we got to his son's residence and they were cleaning out uh, his son's belongings, you know, I was downstairs trying to hold it together. Uh, I, I, I was a, 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 a officer, campus security officer for the university. It was a sunny day. I had my sunglasses on. I was down there watching Phil, you know, um, um, remove his son's belonging, relegate, relegating a, a beautiful, vibrant young man to, to nine boxes and a duffel bag. And, and I just broke out in tears. They were upstairs and they couldn't see me crying. Uh, and, and Phil had come down the stairs in the midst of that and saw me crying and came to me and hugged me. The, 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 the pastor who was there uh, with us came over and hugged us both. And Phil asked, could he pray with us? And we all joined hands, Philip, his wife, Pamela, the pastor, myself, and we just prayed and cried. That connection, that comfort led to a relationship with, with a man who has never questioned, never uh, not been there for me. When, when Devin passed some six weeks later and I was in a dark, dark place, my wife told to me, said to me, Jen, you need to call Phil. And I thought about it for a minute. I said, you're right. And I called Phil. And in that conversation, Phil taught me that it was okay to be vulnerable. Phil taught me what comfort was. Phil taught a 50-year-old man how to do those things. He didn't say much on the telephone call. What he said was, it's okay to cry, Phil. It's okay to let go of the grief, Phil. It's okay to let go of the guilt, Phil. That doesn't mean you're forgetting about it. That means you're freeing yourself up from, from the pain so you can go forward. And I cried and Phil cried and we had this beautiful conversation. And to this day, he calls, he checks in, he texts. We share messages back and forth on holidays, on our children's birthdays. That 
was a lesson that I had to learn as an adult parent from another parent, another adult, adult who had suffered loss, but never judged me for the way I felt about it. And that's what comfort and caring is all about. That's what vulnerability is all about. And that's why Phil Martin to this day is my comfort shout out. Mm. Love the man. I am just so deeply hurting for your losses um, that there are just no words that I can say, but what a beautiful way you're honoring your sons um, by staying in touch with each other and sharing your stories and really trying to make a difference through your pain. Um, and, and that circle of comfort, so evident with all of the additional circles of comfort you're starting out there as a result of this relationship. It's so powerful. You know, you say, Jen, that you, you, you don't have the words to say, but I, but I have to say this to, to, to our viewers. I met Jen through a suicidology conference where she spoke on that. And at that point, Jen was an acquaintance. But, but her telling her story to that group, again, those, those, those actions and words fell on me different. And then when Jen reached out to me thereafter, when you reached out to me thereafter, there was a bond, there was, there, there was a synergy. And, 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 and sending that book, that action, It's the actions of those who, who you would believe to have been a stranger and an acquaintance that falls differently on your heart. And from that day forward, you became my friend. And so you don't have to have the words. It's a look on your face. It, it, it's a raising of the brow. It's a nod of the head a certain way that really gives me comfort. This allows me to be even comfortable in this conversation we're having today. So I appreciate you, my friend. You're just an amazing person, Philip. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, and it is a privilege from my end to be able to walk walk with you in this. You know, I it, it's such a good segue to kind of go into the last thing I wanted to talk about because it just, it's my last question and you kind of just teed it up. I am just so inspired by you. I'm inspired by the way you've answered every question. I was inspired by you from the first time you reached out, um, being interested in helping colleges tackle this comfort need. Um, but mostly I'm inspired by how you walked straight through and into suffering. Now, those are your words, not mine. Um, I wrote those down from the last time we talked. But tell us about what you've taken away from these last years and that need for caring for each other. Uh, I know you just have so much to say about this and um, it's just so good, not only from the sufferer's perspective, but from our perspective on how we can help support those that are struggling. Yes, I think the most important thing I think we all can take away from this particularly during the times of our nation struggling, our nation hurting, a pandemic, the social isolation, is that people, yourself, David, Matthew, are inherently good, Phil Martin. And when we amplify the good in one another, it makes the world such a better place. It makes those suffering through grief that much 
more supported and supportive. I, I, I learned that it's okay to allow Jen or, or David to, to carry a little bit of my grief and my burden. It lightens the load for me. My shoulders are allowed to be let down a little bit. And it's not to say I want you to be burdened with my struggles and my grief, but it tells me that you are willing to help. And when another individual is willing to help you, that is the essence of comfort. And, and, and when you go through grief, when you say I walk directly into grief, and I did do that, but, what, but walking into grief is like relearning to walk. And what I mean by that, Jen, is it's, it's not always a forward path. It's like that child that stumbles two steps forward and then stumbles a couple steps back. Grief is not linear. But, but stepping back also allows us to sit in that discomfort for a minute to understand or to juxtapose what it is to feel good and what it is to feel bad. But when we have these conversations, when we realize that good people are there to help us, what we realize is there's always a positive. There's always benefit to, to getting out of that dark side. And there's always someone there to lend a helping hand up, to, ha to have that, that, that conversation, send that card, send that message, send that book to help us along our path. Mm -hmm. and, and just, and again, realize that it's going to be tough days from time to time, but there are better days ahead for you. And if we don't talk about those struggles, both good and bad, like we're doing today, like we have done on so many occasions, no one else is gonna talk about it. Mm -hmm. That's why this is so important to me. That's why I am so proud and blessed and, and, and pleased to be talking with you, sharing, hopefully uh, helping others, comforting others, letting others know it's okay to be vulnerable and share your story. That's what I've learned. Amazing and beautiful. Because face it right now in all the changes this world has gone through in these last few decades, it's awkward for so many people, right? And it is that awkwardness. It's that awkward zone, we call it, that stops people from reaching out. And when people like you share your story and share your heart, which you just did, everything you said came from your heart, right? Didn't come from your brain, when we move to go to our heart, and I, I love the line you said, when we seek out the good in people, it opens up the good in us. And that is just so critical. Yes. Thank you for opening our eyes and our hearts to that today. Um, your story is remarkable. You are remarkable. And how you have walked straight through it and into the light to help others walk through the darkness <laughs> is remarkable. Thank you. You're welcome. And, and, and what I'd say, Jen, is I, I don't believe uh, that I'm any more remarkable than anyone else. This, this ability to, to open up is born out of allowing yourself to be comforted and then comforting others. And every day, every citizen, every neighbor, every friend can do it if you simply allow yourself. So true. Truer words have not been spoken. Thank you. Thank you, Philip. Thank you. For being with us today. And um, 
Just allowing us to have the best ever first profile in comfort. Yes, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> you too. Wow. What I love about Philip Tyler and his journey is not only his incredibly infectious personality, but it's how he learned to open his heart and receive that comfort from those around him. And it was in that valley that he found those deeper friendships and meaning and purpose. And now he is the first guy to reach out to those who are struggling. And that is the power of comfort. Thank you, Philip Tyler, for sharing your beautiful story in your heart. If you would like to learn more about how to become a better comforter, please visit us at www.inspiringcomfort.com or please email me directly, Jen, J-E-N, at inspiringcomfort.com. I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for watching this very first episode of Profiles in Comfort. I hope you'll join us the next time. In the meantime, please be well and comfort on my friends. Take good care. Bye.